I know you have heard this before. Work smarter, not harder. Ford has heard it too. That's why the Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. I mean, the pro-access tailgate alone is a game changer. It improves access to the bed and cargo, which makes it easier to load in tight spaces. See? Smarter. It's also got a mobile power source and pro power on board, so you can power up to 7.2 kilowatts outside your F-150 truck. That is definitely working smarter. And imagine what you can do with that power at your next tailgate party. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll and happy new year. I got a great guest to kick off 2023 here on TIJ. My partner and dance pro from Dancing with the Stars, the illustrious Cheryl Burke is finally here after almost 10 years of Talk is Jericho. Cheryl just announced her retirement from Dancing with the Stars after 26 seasons on the show. And we're definitely going to hear why she's leaving what she's going to do next. It's been 11 years or so since we danced together and probably that long since we've really talked. And this conversation will be the first time we really break everything down from that whirlwind crazy experience, all the memories that we had, all the action that took place here, but the first time we met, how some of our rehearsals went, what it was like on show day, what we used to do to blow off steam. We talk about some of the crazy television appearances we did together on the Ellen show, Rachel Ray, how much fun we had hanging out with the late, great Kirstie Alley. Oh, she was so amazing. She also competed that season. She should have won too. Cheryl shares what it was like to choreograph and teach all the dances to me and some of the other celebs she danced with over those 26 seasons. She talks about judging and scoring, some of her favorite partners, competing with injuries, dancing during COVID on Zoom. Not kidding. It's a great trip down memory lane and a great trip down the dancing ballroom. But before we get there, there's still some cabins left for Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager C. You still have time, even though it's only less than a month away. If you want to go, buy your cabin at ChrisJerichoCruise.com. You're not going to miss this either. we got so much talent, so many cool events happening on the ship. I just uh, was working on the cruise schedule. It is going to be as jam-packed as always. Half the AEW roster is on board. It's the only time you get to see Jericho Hausen versus the guns on the ship. First ever Jericho Cruise Oceanic Championship will be crowned. Moose, Cheeseburger, Matt Cardona, and AEW's own Dante Martin will be battling to see who takes on Flip Gordon for the title. We got comedy. We got music on the ship. Quiet Riot, Raven, Fozzie Quarantine, the Dave Spivak Project, Pris, We Are Wasted, Nocturnal Affair, uh, the, the Guardians of the Jukebox. The list goes on and on. Fozzie doing three shows. Brad Williams is going to be there. Kate Quigley is going to be there. Jeff Nye is going to be there. So many funny, great times. Dave Schrader, Paranormal 60, will be scaring you with some live paranormal experiences. It is the party 
uh, of the year and the vacation of a lifetime. We're going for the first time to our own private island from Miami to Great Stirrup K. It is February 2nd to February 6th. Go to ChrisJerichoCruise.com and join us. You're not going to want to miss it. And you're not going to miss my old and dear Dancing with the Stars partner, Cheryl Burke, right here, right now on Talk is Jericho. Fresh off the retirement uh, hall, I guess. I don't know what you call it. It's crazy. How long has it been? It's been probably, I think, 10 years. Because I was on the show season 11, which I think was 2012, maybe. Something like that. My God, time fly! I feel like it was yesterday, actually. I know that, that and I was when I, I see you from time to time. You know, obviously we follow each other as as official friends on Instagram, right? <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, Cheryl's retiring after twenty six <laughs> years." Twenty six seasons, yeah. Twenty six seasons, Same thing, right? Because yeah. you you guys did like two seasons a year, right? Yeah, so it's a total of 17 or 18 years, I think. Yeah, so we, I'm just checking out right now. We were on 2011, March of 2011, so 11 years ago. Jesus, I'll never forget that Viennese waltz. You freaking nailed it. Oh, man. That's, yeah, I mean, it's so funny that you remember that out of all the dances that we had, or that you had. Yeah. Yeah, the Venetian waltz, the the quick step. I don't remember that as that much. Was, that was to uh, uh, Judy Garland. Oh, we wore the turquoise outfit. Yes, yes. Got it. And then the Paso Doble was the other really good one. I had the knee pads on, walking on the floor. Oh, yes. Yeah, the knee walks. I've been using it ever since, every season. <laughs> was I the first person you did a knee walk with? I think so, maybe. Because like normally you don't give that to someone with no dance experience. But I was like, you know what? It's season 11. We better get to it. <laughs> you know, it's funny because like for me, like wrestling as long as I have, obviously people remember certain things that I have no memory of whatsoever. You being on 26 seasons... Uh, and probably doing, I don't know, 300 dances, 250, God. 300 dances. Uh, who's counting? Do some of them, like you see it on TV or someone reminds you, like I just did right now, you have no recollection whatsoever? Yeah, no. I mean, it's music. So like, and my whole life has been based off of seasons. So I'm like, okay, so I got engaged this season, this season. And then, you know, it's like, it's crazy how it has consumed my life. But yeah, music is very... You know, we've reused a lot of music um, that I'm like, oh, I definitely dance. I also remember our cha-cha. So that was because like we rehearsed for that one the long the longest I think because that was our first dance. Yes, we were rehearsing in Florida, right? Wasn't it Florida? Yeah, Tampa. Which I'm sure you'd never take this up again. I mean, wasn't it hard? Was it difficult for you? Well, see, the thing is, it's like people always go even to this day, not as much now, but for the first three or four years after, it's like, oh, you you did Dance with the Stars, you you must be a dancer. I'm like, no, I know six dances with Cheryl Burke. <laughs> And that's it. Just the choreography. Yeah, but it was super hard. I mean, it, it was it was one of the hardest things I ever did, but one of the one of the the most rewarding. Yeah. Because I got to learn the art of dance right. through you, through motion, and through me, and just how intense. Like the the attention to detail is a must. Like I swear, every ballroom dance coach is OCD because you know it is really all in the details. How do you compare? Do you compare this to wrestling at all, or is it completely different? No, it's not because so, so it's funny because like we have literally people listening. We probably haven't spoken in almost eleven years, yeah, and probably have never years, had a yeah. chance to reflect on this. So yeah, I really had an affinity for for a few reasons. One, the choreography. Obviously, wrestling has a lot of choreography. Remembering mm -hmm. sequences, long sequences, and then the other one is being a musician and understanding how to stay on the beat. Right. Which is very much something you have to do dancing. You can't be behind our head. 
So I think when I first was signed up that maybe they thought, oh, this guy will be good for a week or two. But I think because of my wrestling experience and also music experience, yeah. it, it gave me a little bit of an extra edge. And also, too, performing in front of a live audience. Yes, uh, obviously. Yeah. A lot of people on the show are actors or, or don't have that experience. Yeah. And by the way, you turned on too, as soon as it was live, you know, and it was lights, camera action, you had a different uh, energy with it in a good way. You know, it was like, right. you just didn't let anything, you know, drag you down. It was like showtime. So that was also a be huge benefit. And mind you, Dina Katz, who's the head of casting over there at Dance of the Stars, she thought you were going to win. Wow. Let's not forget we had, you know, Stacey Keebler was on season two. She came in second place. And then she goes, you know, WWE fans. I mean, they're like in it's a whole nother world. Right. And mm. so she definitely had her money on us actually that season, I believe. I thought there's so much influence from the producer side of things as well, just because I know that there was the fan audience vote and then there was the scores from the judges, which are obviously, I would assume more from the, the producer from the studio's end of things. Mm -hmm. So you, you could kind of see those, those influences as well. And obviously it's show business. We know this. Yeah. And it's story, the packages Remember prior to our God. dance, like it's, it's all about the journey. It's not so much about, I mean, I learned this the hard way and, the, and not the hard way. I danced with this guy named Juan Pablo de Pache and we got 60 out of 60. This was the semifinals heading into the finals. We didn't make the final. Oh, wow. And what was crazy about that was that he was one of the best dancers I think I've ever danced with, period. You know, what was interesting was that I'm not sure if his journey was so interesting because when you're already so good, where is there to go? It kind of is like Mario Lopez, you know, when Emmett and I won, mind you, we didn't expect to win whatsoever. We were shocked because he was the best dancer, but the best dancer doesn't always win. Like you said, you want to see kind of uh, the transformation. That's what the show is. Yeah, that's what the show is. And in our season... Heinz Ward one who is a football player Got it. but second and, and she just passed away was Kirstie Alley I thought she could have won because her transformation totally. as you know at that point she was a little bit bigger and she wasn't really much of a dancer and then she got really good using yeah. her strengths and making these great performances you know and her and Max had such amazing chemistry. They were just like a spicy little couple, you know, and it was also, she loved it. I mean, we went salsa dancing afterwards to El Floridita. I mean, it's so insane. I mean, the amount of amazing people like yourself I've met, uh, that's the one thing I'm really going to miss for sure. You know, it's it's funny because I, I loved working with you because you were, you're, you were such a, like a hard ass, but in a good way. <laughs> like you didn't tell me what yeah. I wanted to hear you told me what i needed to no. hear and like sometimes you see like i'm sure it happened all the time where you 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 are proof of it where there was kind of like uh romances amongst the partners we never had any what? of that it was almost like sister and brother kind of like i remember one yes. time i was like if this camera wasn't on i'd tell you to fuck off right now <laughs> i actually so this is how it works i'm known as the taskmaster I was labeled this in season two. So not, mind you, the power of the edit, but I'm pretty hardcore. I mean, like, look, I'm no BS. At the end of the day, you tell me you want to win, buckle up. You know, we're going to get started. Right. And that's the way I was coached, Chris. Like, I, there was no sugarcoating shit. Right. Nothing. Nothing was sugarcoated. If anything, it was like when I was given a compliment, I was like, what is that? <laughs> like, you know, I didn't really... And this is the people I've also surrounded myself with personally, um, also my team of people. 
please don't bullshit me, you know? And I think it's as though I could work on uh, affirmations and daily, uh, you know, maybe once in a while say something nice. I just don't want people to think that I'm pulling it out of my ass and it's not authentic. So I would say that authenticity is uh, something that I am proud of within myself. However, I would like to soften up sometimes when I'm working on the vulnerability side. Well, and we had that, like I said, I thought we made a pretty good team. And another thing that was great too is, is I know now you, 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 are, are, are sober and clean and not like we were raging lunatics, but we would like have some drinks and like, you know, show up like, yeah, I'm pretty hung over today. <laughs> well, we drank the same drink. That was how we bonded. I was like, what do you drink? You're like vodka soda. I was like, me too. <laughs> we had that quite a it was bit. A perfect match. And we'd always go out after the weekly eliminations. And yeah. I remember yeah. Kirsty was always with us too. So we always kind of had a good time oh with that, you know? And then my book had just come out, I think. Right. That's right. And so did mine. Yes, yes. Remember, we did yes. the joint Good signing time. at Barnes and Noble at the Grove. Yes, Kirsty came. <laughs> she did. Yeah, she came and checked us out. That's it's just so crazy. Like I was saying to my sister last night, she was here, and I was like, you know, as you get older, it's interesting. Like fifteen years ago feels like yesterday, though. That's why like time just flies. And my time on Dancing with the Stars, as slow at times as it felt. It's just gone by 26 seasons. I mean, I'm never going to do this again. And any time, it doesn't matter what I sign on for next. You know, it's like that is unheard of. And but there's also a time where I need to be like, okay, it's time to close this chapter because I don't want to be the one being fired. Like you're 62. It's time to like get out of here. You know, <laughs> dancing with Cheryl you know, in my walker. It's like, I don't know. I have to cut the umbilical cord at some point. Right. But but obviously I know you, you left for a couple of years for a few times, mm-hmm. but you become a fan favorite. Like I remember I didn't really know much about dancing with the stars at all, but I was like mm-hmm. deep in my head. I was like, I hope I get Cheryl. I know Cheryl. I thought you were really good. And when I walked in that room, cause they keep it a big secret from you. You don't know who you're going to get until you walk in the room. And I was like, oh, Cheryl, I know her. Did you really not know? They didn't no. tell prep you just in case you didn't know. No, they didn't. They didn't tell you anything. Oh, interesting. Okay. You never knew that? Like for any contestant? Well, I mean, I always, I'm a, I should have been a private detective. I always know, like at least a couple of days before, but um, I have to know because most of the time I have no idea who you are. But you, but you didn't know that we didn't know who we were getting? No, no. I thought for sure they prepped you, especially like now with the dancers who have been on for so long. It's like, what you're like, I don't watch the show, but then you have to pretend you watch yeah, the show yeah, and you yeah. don't know the dance. I, I had no idea that you didn't know. That's good. At least that's authentic. That's true. That's true. So, so let me ask you this. So, so when you find out who your partner is, like you said, do you have to go do some research on the person and look them up and see what they're all about? Good old Google. I think the only person I would say... I, I definitely knew of you, uh-huh. mind you. I don't watch you know wrestling a lot. However, I respect the sport. Would you call it a sport? It's a sport, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a sport, yeah. And especially with the Bella Twins, because you know I I love Nikki. She uh, is obviously with Artem now, which I love yeah. so much. Um, I did their podcast. They're awesome. You know, it's interesting because what was your question again? <laughs> no, I was just saying like, would you have to do, do like uh, research on on some people if you don't know who they are? Yeah. No, Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith was the number one. Mm. The celebrity was the second celebrity I danced with. I danced with Drew Lachey, who I thought was Nick Lachey the whole time. <laughs> and then so did everyone, I guess, too. But and then it was Emmett Smith. And I was like, oh, gosh, they're like, he's a football player. And I was like, what? Like, I was so distraught about it. And I then talked to some of my guy friends. They were like, you Emmett Smith. And I was like, I'm still, I still don't know who he is. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, sometimes I have to use a good old Google, which helps. 
All right, there are some seriously talented luchadors in AEW, and not all of them speak English, which can make putting together matches a little challenging sometimes. That's why I signed up for Rosetta Stone. I'm learning Spanish, amigos. Amigas, see, already learning. Haha, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. You don't even have to learn Spanish, though, because Rosetta Stone has 25 languages, including French, German, Korean, Arabic, and Polish, and Japanese. That's what I'm going to do next. I spent a lot of time in Japan, and I still work with a lot of Japanese wrestlers at AEW, like Takeshita. So having a better handle on the language will definitely show in the ring. Communication is key. And learning Spanish on Rosetta Stone has been so fun and easy. They've got this true accent feature that gives you feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. Sort of like having a personal trainer for your accent. I'm using the app, but you can also do the lessons on desktop or laptop. I also like that I can download the lessons and do them offline, which is perfect for a plane. I can sit there on a flight and work on my Espanol. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Talk is Jericho listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Jericho. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Jericho today. That's rosettastone.com slash Jericho. Do it today. There's so many directions we can go, but let me just kind of get into the, your mind is is because what, what people might not know is you choreograph the dances, mm-hmm. you also design the costumes. Basically, I mean it's all it's a collaborative, I would say. But, but you have you have a, an idea of what you want for each, uh, and, and I don't and we didn't know the songs were again, but they would tell you they would give you a song at the beginning of the week in case you made it to the next round, and then you could start thinking about that week's dance and everything else in between yeah so when you get like you know a different each each year you get a new a new guy and sometimes it's a football player sometimes it's a wrestler sometimes it's an actor sometimes sometimes a girl a girl it only happened once you had a girl partner once no not me jojo siwa did it with jenna that's right that's right so how do you kind of craft your your uh idea of how you're going to coach people is it the same for every person or do you have to kind of change it depending on the person yeah, listen. So, I, did we have results shows back in the day with you? Yes. Basically, you know, we I this is why the training period is um, really important because it's important for me to assess first of all body language right away from when you shake my hand. I can feel and sense the type of person you are, which is crazy. I would say that I'm better with using my body as language, like my motion, than I am describing my feelings through words and sounds. Right. So it's always been ingrained in me anyway. So from then I see how you walked in your posture. I see how you hold yourself up. Are you confident? Are you looking at in my eyes? Are you shaking my hand? Like, are you, are you limp? You know, like it really is a big deal. Um, and then also awareness of space, just spatial awareness. Are you able to mold? Am I able to mold somebody who kind of will right away? You have a sense of trust that this person is, first of all, willing to be vulnerable and look like an ass to start off with, right? Or are you too worried about the cameras? Because then I've noticed a lot of actors, for example, they are very much, they are very worried about what the cameras are going to capture, what, what is going to actually air. And then the vulnerability side, the thing with Dancing with the Stars is that if you're not willing to be vulnerable, this show is not for you, mm. period, point blank. Because at the end of the day, you have to be willing to look stupid. You have to laugh at yourself. I don't want to say you have to have fun because it's like, it's not, sometimes it's not fun. 
no. <laughs> right? Seven days a week. It's not, it's no joke. But like you said, you feel so accomplished. No matter how far you make it, it's not so much about the dance itself as more of a life lesson. I think there's a lot of people who may, like my partner, my last partner, Sam Champion, we've been friends for years. I had no idea that a man in his 60s may not have as much body awareness or any type of like, you know, just noticing, oh, he was sore in different places. He's never been sore. I would say with like athletes, it's different. You know, you understand how the body moves or at least your body. Mm -hmm. But again, in ballroom, it's not natural. We're not dancing naturally. We're completely contorted. We're completely doing the opposite of everything. I mean, who walks in a place with their like nipples to the sky? (laughs) Like, it's just like everything needs to be exaggerated. So I would say it's gratifying for me to see somebody who trusts who I just met completely trust me and know that I have their back. But when they don't, it's a problem mm-hmm. because like no one forced you to sign up for this. And really it, you are out of your element. That's the beauty. Well, I think something that I figured out pretty early on is you, is you have to take it seriously. You have to. And yes. I, I even went for dance lessons for a couple of weeks before you and I even met because I had never danced yes, you before said in that. my life, right? And I remember the first time you're like, well, just dance, just dance. And I would just dance. You probably look like Elaine from Seinfeld. And you're like, all right, stop. We've got some work to do. <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, you do. Right. Because right. everybody at first, like, if, so, if, you, if you go to a party and you put on some music, and people start dancing. What's the first thing people do? They they make a joke of it, right? They try and do like funny dances and stuff. Yep. yep. You got to get that out of your head right away. There's nothing funny about it, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> there isn't. I give you all these pointers. Like, don't forget your posture, your frame, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure you missed that word frame. I'm, yeah. And then I'm like, have fun. <laughs> you know, it's like, they're really, that's the last thing on the list. But what makes you have fun for that 60 to 80 seconds on the dance floor is doing the work. It's all about the work in the rehearsal space. Because if you feel insecure about anything, especially the stuff that you should know, which is the choreography, you need to know what comes next. Like there's no, I can't help you there. You have to, this is why athletes are, I prefer or prefer to dance with because they would go home and study. They would eat, sleep and, you know, shit this Mm -hmm. stuff. They didn't have to, you don't have to remind somebody, right? Like to memorize a script. It's your job. Right. But now it's my job to now from that foundation is to create the details and to create the execution, which I can help. However, I do feel like for the celebrity uh, men and the girl dancers, they, it's a lot harder because I can't lead you like physically. Like I really cannot lead as much. I can definitely manipulate. But when I dance with Rick Fox, who's six, seven, there was no way in hell. I mean, he's not feeling anything right with the male dancers, the pro dancers, they could actually mold the woman live on television. You know, there's really not much there. They don't have to like, it's just, it's actually, you're able to do that physically with your strength. In wrestling, the bad guy, the heel usually leads the match, calls the match. It's kind of the same way with dancing. That, Like you said, the guy would lead. Mm. Whereas when we were dancing, I have to lead, even though I'm not the experienced one, you almost have to do both jobs, right? but still be the, the, the woman doing the following. Yeah, no, totally. And you were, you looked like a leading man, mm. but were you really leading? Not a hundred percent. However, you were also very sensitive and aware of like, if I moved my hand a certain direction, you followed that direction. You didn't fight it. Right. Do you know what I mean? Which is a wrestling thing. We work together. I mean, they're very, very similar. Interesting. Yeah. In wrestling, you're working together. Obviously, you're not really fighting. Well, it's scripted, right? Or is it choreography? It's choreography. It's a choreographed routine. And a lot of times it might be an improv choreographed routine. Right. But a tap on the shoulder or a, a move of the chest, you know which way I want to go. 
or in my case, my digging my fingernails in your <laughs> shoulder blade means stop. Yeah. But you, but you had those tricks, you know? Yes. And, and yes. like you mentioned too, like the, the, the frame, the art of the dance, like even having the- Look at you. You're already getting- I remember. It's just your voice. is like, yeah. it's like Pavlov's dog. I'm, oh, Cheryl's here. Got out of my frame. Right, right. <laughs> but you, had to, you have to have the, as the index finger down a little bit. Yes. Like Len would look for those things as the true ballroom. You don't want banana fingers. Yeah. Right. But all that stuff counts and you don't realize it that. It does. It's all in the detail. Because like, if you were to see us pros dance and we were to do the technique and the foundational uh, syllabus wrong, you would notice it. Like it does not look good. Like if you saw someone's hand on a woman's back with a backless dress like this versus like this, mm -hmm. it's so different. Like it, but it's really all in the details. But by the way, you can't even work that unless the celebrity walks in knowing his routine. What are you going to do? You got to build from the ground up every single week that must be hard too it's almost like being a cast member on saturday night live or something where you work all week you do the show as soon as the show's done all right we'll see you tomorrow morning at seven oh. o'clock and here we go again for you tomorrow morning but for me i went straight to the rehearsal studio that after that 14 hour day or that second show night after we i know we made it and choreographed like i have to i never walk in without being prepped like that's a waste of time on your on for you mm -hmm. too it's like why would i come in here create while you're staring at me like I need to actually come in here with my routine done so that I can now teach it right away so I had to work overtime in that sense all right so I'm like 10 and 0 when it comes to snagging the last delicious factor meal in my house before the new weekly delivery arrives we all love factors ready to eat meals here in the Jericho household they're fresh never frozen chef crafted and dietitian approved and best of all they're ready to eat in just two minutes. Eating better has never been easier or more delicious. There's over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. So before I jumped on the plane to get the dynamite this week to Russell Atlantis Jr., I had grilled steakhouse filet mignon with Parmesan cream, spinach, and broccolini. Two minutes to heat it up, ate it right out of the factory container, and then tossed it in the garbage. Fast, easy, and delicious. No prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. You can fuel up with Factors restaurant-quality meals, too. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime, and Factor is less expensive than takeout. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash TIJ50 and use code TIJ50 to get 50% off. That's code TIJ50 at factormeals.com slash TIJ50 to get 50% off. How do you put together the dances week after week? I use somebody. Like I have to have like a body double, basically, like another man, and I film it. As much as I wish I could say I do it all by myself, I don't. It takes a village. Like, it really does. The cre I would say I choreograph it, but I use somebody because I need to be able to execute. And it, sometimes in my head, it, it looks great or it's going to look amazing. However, is it even realistic to do it with a, another pro? Or if it's not, then there's no point of wasting your time either. Like, it's just not going to work. And you had some mentors that, that you talked to. I remember there was one of the ladies that, that when yeah. she was... Wendy? Johnson? Yeah. Yes. Uh, she's still very much in my life. I love that woman. She coached me since I was a little girl. She still runs her dance competition in Las Vegas. That's actually going on now. Um, she helped me last season a little bit too. You know, she's got a really, I would say I credit Wendy for teaching me how to teach pedestrians, like how to dance. Yeah. Cause like when I came in onto the show, I had just turned pro. 
a lot of these dancers you see have never been a professional. They've been amateur level because they're so young. Like Derek's never danced in the professional level. Mm. And it's not, it's different. It's more like an age category, not necessarily a dance quality thing, if you know what I mean. Right. Anyone can turn pro, right? But at the end of the day, amateurs sometimes are even better than the pros. So I just want to make that clear because I don't want people to think that, you know, Derek's not qualified. He's more than qualified. But back to Wendy, she really, at first I did not want to do the show. Cause I was like, I have no teaching experience. I don't teach period. I'm just learning how to like compete at a worldwide level. And then she's like, you just have to make sure you don't talk syllabus talk. So like no one cares what a lockstep is at the end of the day, just execute it. Right. So <laughs> that's the number one thing that I thank her and I owe her my life for is how do you make it relatable to the person you're teaching? Because at the end of the day, you can name all these names and speak a different language. But if it's not working, if they're not understanding what you're saying, you got to switch it up for them. So mm. she always taught me how to adapt to any type of personality. Was that kind of frowned upon by the show to have mentors involved, to have Wendy involved, for example? You know, I never married a dancer. So it's like at the end of the day, you know, we all want one goal, which is, we want to make a good show. Right. And at the end of the day, I think it's very important. You have, you need another set of eyes. Like I can't be the pro. I can't do it all. I can't, I can't. I'm the first to admit it. You know, for Wendy, it was like, I would send her videos, but they don't want you bringing people in, you know, right under their watch, basically. <laughs> you have to do it under the cover of night. <laughs> Which by the way, we don't have a lot of hours left after that right like think about it we had press we had to rehearse we had to shoot packages i had to choreograph what's left i mean do i even have time to go to the bath like really it's no. like you're on like time is not on your side no and that's the thing too like i i've obviously been in show business for 32 years now but there's never been anything with much of a spotlight and a focus on it as dancing with the stars yeah you know and each week they're kind of because i don't know if you're you, or you won't remember this but each week Probably for four out of the six or seven that I was on, I was the second last person. So it was me and somebody else. And then the other person got eliminated. So there was never like a, too many times where I could just go sit in the back and watch whoever's going to get eliminated. Right, right, right. And right. there was always kind of like a, a, a bone dangled. If you make it past this round, Jay Leno wants you. If you make it past right, this round, right. Ellen wants you, right? Yes. So we did Ellen together. We did Rachel Ray together. We did a bunch of them because we're, we're kind of together. Like it's oh Cheryl and Chris, you know, uh, and then we do the whole kind of six, seven week stint basically together, which is kind of cool, yes, but it's yes. really nerve wracking. Yes. Like you got to make it past this week to be on Ellen. Oh, interesting. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. It's different now. Ellen, I mean, first of all, Ellen's not on air, but, um, the show obviously was at its height during that time, you know? Right. And it was interesting because I think I've done the Ellen show 27 times. Wow. <laughs> even though I've only been on 25 seasons. But like, I don't know about you, but I always felt really weird dancing when it wasn't Dancing with the Stars. Like anywhere else. Like yeah. GMA, if you had a dance. I'm like, oh, do we have to? Like, we just got eliminated. <laughs> like, why do we have to freaking what? Or like live with Regis and Kelly at the time. It's like, what? Like, I understand if we made the final, let's celebrate. But I'm not celebrating. And I'm really not wanting to dance in my flowery dress. Right. Like, and then Ellen would have us dance. And then she'd have like amazing So You Think You Can Dance dancers. I'm like, are you sure you still want to do this? This is just not a good show. When we, when we did Ellen, I remember the producer was like, you know, if Ellen doesn't like you, you'll be done in oh. like two minutes or whatever. And I was like, all right. So we go on there and I love that you're she, saying this right now. Oh yeah, I can say it. And she was super kind of cold. And then I started talking about Dory because my kids at the time were young and they watched Finding Nemo. 
And once they start 42 Wallaby Lane or whatever it is, she got super cool. And then she kept me on to do a, a, a game show with a thing with, with Mario Lopez. Then she had us, you and I dance at the end of the show during the credits and she's like, just dance. And we're like, I think you said, well, let's just do the, the just dance. Just dance, we just, monkey dance. <laughs> yeah, just do the dance that we just did. And I was like so hyped up, I forgot the dance. And I remember you kind of gave me this look like, just spin me. <laughs> Wait, was, um, may his soul rest in peace, was Twitch DJing back then? I think or so, was it? yeah. I think yeah. I, th- I, wow. I think he was there. So, But my point was, like, because we always said you and I had good chemistry, so we could do these types of things. Totally. And they're like, oh, just keep them on for four segments now. So it's like that two minutes kind of suddenly got great. That was the smartest thing you could have ever done, <laughs> yeah. talk about Dory. Talk about Dory. The other good one was uh, Good Morning America, which is what you have to do when you get eliminated. We got eliminated. And, I, and at that point in time, I was super into it. No, but you were also super happy to be eliminated, I think. I, I was, but I still think... Bittersweet, bittersweet. Bittersweet. I think, I think in reality, we could have lasted one or two more weeks. Yeah. There was Romeo, Ro, little Romeo. Oh, my God. And Karina, right? The the the, the one from uh, Hugh, Hugh Hefner's... Um, the Hugh Hefner oh. show. Oh, Whatever. Holly. It wasn't Holly. It was Kendra. Kendra Wilkinson. Kendra. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Who did she dance with? I totally forgot. She I was can't on. remember. I just remember she was kind of a train wreck type. So, so they kept her on. I think we could have got an extra week or two. Totally. Yeah. So yeah, when yeah. we got eliminated, I went to to my friend's house and I got pretty loaded, right? And I kind of forgot that you got to get up at five. Oh yes, we went straight there. Straight there, and I remember texting you. I was like, I said, Cheryl, I'm really wasted. I don't know if I can talk right now. You might have to do the whole interview. <laughs> yourself i was probably also wasted yeah. but yet i was a functioning drunk well, so was i because as soon as the red light came on we were like hey what's going on blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you're like hi let's samba <laughs> yeah, exactly it's samba jesus but, now we're all excited to dance but, the, but there's so much of that sort of thing and, and once again kind of going back to how much time you have to spend practicing and rehearsing i mean yeah what would you do uh and we know there was a couple people on our season that just didn't take it serious <laughs> enough what did you do when you got hooked with somebody where you knew at least this guy isn't taking it serious enough? Would you tell them that? or would I've you- never had one like that, actually. Oh, that's great. Okay, good. Maybe I had a couple of uh, egotistical ones, mm-hmm. but that's all just, you know, insecurity sure. that they're projecting themselves. However, what makes my job hard on, or when I did that show was when somebody doesn't trust the process and then blames maybe blames you for the score or the blames the choreography that is challenging there's really no way for me there's no way out from there like it's hard because like you come in and yes though we just met there has to be a trust like there has the celebrity has to know that of course whoever your partner is has your best interest at heart right like i would never want i mean it would affect us directly you know like each of us right so in the beginning, when I first started dancing with the stars, that was harder for me. But now that I've been really into mental health mm-hmm. and um, bettering myself and understanding a little bit of the psychology behind it, I've been able to gain more compassion, um, knowing that that is nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with that person. Of course, they're scared. Of course, there's a lot of fear. If you didn't admit that to yourself, then that's an issue because it's like it is scary, but it's so beautiful once you've overcame the hurdle you know, of it. Well, and that's the thing is you really have to put yourself like I put myself in, in your hands almost because I don't know what I'm doing. Yes, you did. You did a great job of that. Well, thanks. But if if you don't, you're just hooking yourself up for failure. Yeah. To me, the, the, the most terrifying one, dance was the first one because 
I don't have any idea. Is this working? Am I doing this right? And when that one was finished and they didn't just completely destroy me. No. Yeah. You get some, a little bit of confidence there. Right. Yeah. And also the judges, I mean, like, look, that Len has also retired, yeah. but the three judges back in the day, not Derek was not there yet. You also have to take it with a grain of salt. Like you said, in the beginning of the podcast, it's the judges. I don't, I mean, I can't, I'm not going to be like on the record. They're being manipulated. No, we got one ballroom judge on the panel. One, right. You know, you got to take it with a grain of salt and hopefully, you know, your package. I, this is what I think the order of importance is honestly, is the package to have the audience relate to your personality, to see you overcome. They want to get behind the dark horse. You know, they want to be able to see your journey. Mm. And then it is that two seconds you have back in the day with like Aaron, Aaron Andrews or whoever. Was yeah. it Aaron at your time? Yeah, Aaron and Tom. And Tom yeah. It's about that. And then the third is dance, fourth is judges. Like really when people, you want the people to get behind you. Well, and that's what you said too, like earlier when you mentioned Dina Katz and wrestling fans, I knew I wasn't going to do good on this show because of wrestling fans. I knew I would have to appeal to the non-wrestling fans, the Dancing with the yeah. Stars fans. And and you're so right because every week, I think it was actually Brooke Burke at the time who was the other okay. other kind of backstage yep. uh, interviewer. I knew that, like you mentioned, I had five seconds to tell a joke, say something yep. funny, say something relatable. Endearing, yeah. Endearing, right? And I remember I went with, uh, with with James Durbin, who was on American Idol, which was just in the same warehouse. Yeah. We went to a Rod Stewart concert at the Hollywood Bowl during our time because, you know, we had like – Yeah, yeah. I have never had so many middle-aged housewives and James as well. We got attacked. It was like every supermarket, everywhere I went that had kind of the, the middle-aged demo of, of Dance of the Stars. Yep. I was the star of the show for that, you know, four-month period. It, it was unbelievable the penetration that that show had. I guess we don't see this because when I this show consumed my life. I don't go to grocery stores during the season. I don't do any of it. I, thank God for Instacart. You know, it's like really, um, yeah. It's actually so. It was the wrestling fans' wives that just fell in love with you. So you got the whole house. You had to have that, right? Yeah. No, it, it is true. You know who's living large at my house? My three cats, Mister Mittens, Indy, and Snickers. And you know why? because we switched them to Pretty Litter. Okay, so it's really me and my wife and my daughters who are living large, thanks to Pretty Litter, because Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly, so no more bad cat smells in the bathroom. Pretty Litter crystals last up to a month, so less cat litter box cleaning for all of us, and less fighting about whose turn it is to clean the litter box. I gotta deal with this fight every single week between my daughters. This makes it so much easier. Pretty Litter also ships right to our front door, so no more last-minute mad scramble runs to the store because we're out of kitty litter. And Pretty Litter has another cool feature that makes life just a little easier. It helps us keep tabs on our cat's health. It changes colors so you can monitor early signs of potential illnesses like urinary tract infections and kidney issues. It's easily the best thing we've done for ourselves and our cats in a very long time. Like I said, Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. Those are two big wins in my house, meow. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. So go to prettylitter.com slash Jericho and use code Jericho to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash Jericho. Code Jericho to save 20%. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
let me ask you something else about kind of the way that the show, like for example, we mentioned earlier the quick step, the Judy Garland where we wore the turquoise outfits. Yeah. So that dance to me was one of my best, maybe besides the waltz, maybe the best okay. one. What was your score? Uh, well, here's the thing I was going to say. It was only week two. So I feel that it was a little bit too early to get a great score because it was too early on in, in the season. Is that is that like, is it possible to peak? too early when no i got nines for week two once okay so there you go because my uh, my week two was 23 so how many so it was eight eight seven or something i would assume yeah i'm just looking it says week two is 23 week one was 19 week two was 23 19 so you got what for week one 19 no but what was the individual scoring do you know oh i don't know it was as far as wh- which judges voted okay. for which yeah. yeah so i'm assuming it was like Six, six, seven. I guess that's okay. There you go. Yeah. Six, six and seven sounds about right. Yeah. And then for the second one, what was second week again? Second week was 21. So you got three sevens. Yeah. So that, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. So oh, actually, I think you were underscored. Obviously sevens are like what you want to get for week one. Okay. So week two, I got eight, seven and eight. That was for the quick step of 23. Oh, that's great. No, that's really good for week two. You shouldn't be upset about that or you shouldn't have. But if that was week five and I did the same dance, would you get a higher score is what I'm asking? I don't know. Listen, I don't know. I've never (laughs) even sat there. But what I do know, though, is like you said, you know, it's a TV show. And I think whoever came up with this freaking formula of just dancing with the stars, the exact formula of you don't got to work seven days a week. But if you want to look stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, feel free to take as many days off as you want and have another job. You cannot do it. No, you can't, you can't. do it. You can't have two jobs. No, I, I remember Wendy Wendy Williams was still doing her show in New York and flying back and forth and she was eliminated, eliminated first. Was she on our season? Yeah. There you have it. You can't do that. No. And just no. so people know, I think we were rehearsing probably seven or eight hours a day yeah. straight through. And I don't even remember eating lunch because you can't. Well, they also don't offer it. Just kidding. <laughs> No, they do. <laughs> but what I'm But saying, you can't I, though. No, no, you really can't. Because I first of all, I can't eat when I'm dancing. Like this is the last thing I want to do is feel tired when you're on a moment, you know, the momentum. You gotta like same like wrestling, I'm sure. Like can you practice on a full stomach? No. Probably not. But again, in a nice way, I'm not saying this in a negative way whatsoever, but I compare the show to Survivor, but with a roof over our head and maybe some water and food. <laughs> but it is. It's all in or nothing. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. I've tried it all. I've tried maybe not caring so much and investing. But then it's like, but again, back to the formula. Whoever created this formula, it's your ass on the line. You can put in as much or as little. Now, can you take days off? Yes. Is everyone taking days off? No. No. You gotta make it work to make at least you have to go out knowing you tried your best. That's all you can do. No, and, and the thing is too, it's a very quick schedule because like you mentioned the back then it was Monday, Tuesday. So Tuesday's the result. Either you make it and you don't. If you make it, then we start from scratch on Wednesday. Yes. Now Friday, you had to have your wides and Friday. Can't, oh, that is the devil word. I hate that word. Explain what the wides are. Oh my God. We have to dance. Okay. So now it's even worse, by the way. They want it like 24 hours later. Like maybe not even 48 hours. Honestly, it's like, it's for the director. Right. Nobody else sees it. So they say, <laughs> and the wide is so that the director can see it doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to be able to do your routine from top to bottom to music so that the director can then choreograph his cameras and blah, blah, blah. But really, I believe that not only the director watches it, there's no way. 
Cheryl, I mean, I'm going to tell you right now from, from what I picked up. I mean, I'm not saying this in the bad. Once again, it's show business. They are checking to see who is picking it up quickly and who's not. You know, the stress when I hear the field producer say wides, we need your wides. They also do it to get the stress in the rehearsal practice, <laughs> especially for me. I think I care too much. but No, but the, because we're rehearsing in a dance studio. It's not the same as the giant ballroom studio. So what no. kind of what kind of a blocking can you really do? I mean, obviously in your head you can see Thank it. You. I think they're checking out to see. Yeah. Okay, Jericho's got it this week. Or, oh, he's got some problems, you know. Yes, and then cam camera blocking. Unless you've completely switched the choreography around, hopefully it's a pleasant surprise. Or you, yes, you've continued on that, you know, going downhill that slippery slope. But I also believe, like as far as order goes on the show, I do believe that it, it's. They see the votes. They see what. When did the show spike? I mean, this is different sure. now that it's on Disney Plus. It's different with uh, network television in general. So it's like they want someone to start off the show that's strong, go middle strong, and ending strong, which makes sense, you know. No, once again, that's TV. You want to kick it off with okay, this is going to be a great one. Let's put it on early, right? And th and then another thing is too. Then then you have the live rehearsal on Sunday, uh -huh. which is usually with the band or whatever the thing is. And I remember one time during rehearsal, I made a mistake and stopped. And you're like, don't, don't stop. stop. You got to keep going. I was like, it's rehearsal. Off. You're like, no, it's not. You got to keep going. Ever since that day, they give us little briefings. Oh, yeah? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> not just that day. But yeah, that's one. an overall rule. No, you're not. Yeah. Another thing was if you get injured. Like my, one of my partners broke his arm on live television while we were dancing a samba. Oh, wow. He dropped me on my head. And I was like, what the f just happened? Like his whole tendon broke popped oh wow because i told them don't work out why would you work out right don't lift weights because like i need you agile like i need you to be flexible like yeah. you can't be lifting doing bicep curls and then having to dip me and going the opposite way it's like it happened and because of it we made the final but prior to that no i'm kidding no i'm not kidding but <laughs> tom bergeron you know they say to you the director at the very before the premiere the day before when we do the first blocking he says if you have an injury and you can no longer continue raise your hand and i'm not sure if you remember that but like so that's what happened and i uh, thank god he broke his left arm because he was able and he became a better leader only having to worry about one side of his body oh, wow. and with the right arm that's the man's frame so his dancing improved quite a lot if that didn't happen we would have been out before the final for sure and which which partner was that his name is christian de la fuente ah, he was a telenovela star or still is probably i remember hearing about that yeah you guys got almost not a buy but because he got hurt you went like no not a buy we just said i the showrunner conrad who's now back as a showrunner but I remember, he yeah. was saying can you continue is is it okay and i said yeah i can just work with one side if it was his left arm he broke i wouldn't have been able to continue uh, i understand so you actually continued on with the one side broken and he actually looked it was a better he was better he looked more in control he didn't look so like army sloppy right. but uh we made the final we came in third or fourth wasn't there a, a couple of years ago during lockdown, didn't you get COVID and you were still able to compete via Zoom or something like that? Right here in this room. Yeah. You were able to still dance or how'd you, how'd you do it? How did I do it? I was, first of all, that I got Delta. So Delta was really gnarly for me. I was dancing with Cody Rigsby, the Peloton guy. Um, and I must've gotten it traveling. I mean, cause we were traveling back and forth from New York to LA every week. Oh, cause he had to work. He had to do Peloton, which I was so confused about. I was like, can't you do Peloton anywhere? Yeah, anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like in the height of COVID, <laughs> right. this is what we want to do. Like really. So anyways, 
it was only week one. And then I remember flying to New York and then it was week going, heading into week two. It was Britney Spears night and he was a huge fan of uh, Britney and I tested positive. And I mean, the anxiety, I mean, I was so on a different high and then on top of getting COVID, I guess I never felt the pain of COVID. I lost my sense of taste and smell for about 30 seconds, literally. Like I was right. eating peanut butter and I was like, oh, it's gone. But then it came back. They put me to work. <laughs> they dropped off the camera equipment, the lighting equipment, literally in my driveway. They're like, and no one would come into my house for obvious reasons. Right. And so I was on Zoom calls. I was working about 20 hours a day. Then I had to do press. I had to teach Cody three dances via Zoom like this. And then how did you perform the dances? I mean, I saw him the day before the live show after teaching him a Viennese waltz outside on his deck in New York while oh I was gosh. here in this living room. This is the shit they never showed, which is insane to me. Like, this is camera goal. This is like, how yeah. do you not? I'm like fighting with my partner who I just met, by the way, since this is only week two. This was heading into week three. We had two dances because we had two nights that week. So we had a Viennese waltz and jive. And then I had COVID fatigue. Like I felt like I was suffocating. Like the whole time I had to stop in between camera blocking because I was like, oh I can't gosh. breathe, you guys. Why would you why would you give me such a crazy dance? I'm still recovering. I had I didn't rest, you know, it was like but right. it was amazing. Now if you have COVID, you get a bye week. But Oh but that's then you guys still made it all the way to the finals in that one too. Totally. That's incredible. That's incredible. The pity party vote does count. <laughs> But that's the thing too. You, you, you mentioned this a couple times about the packages and how they can, you know, I mean, there's some manipulation almost as to how yeah. they want the people to see you, right? It can be something very positive. It can be something very kind of negative. And that was something that was a big part of the show as well. You know, they're really trying. I mean, I don't know how it was back then. Did they? Was it script? I mean, they really try. It started to become very scripted when. There wasn't even cameras in rehearsal, like not all of the rehearsals. Oh, okay. Now it's back to that. And I think they're trying to get the reality. But if you fight or bicker for one second, that's what they're using. Yeah. So I was always very paranoid about that type of stuff. Well, and we never had that. We had some playful, fun no. things. But I remember there was one time, it was crazy. I was, because I, I was hip to it too. I'm like, I'm not going to ever break on camera. There was one time, actually. The Viennese Waltz, I think. The Viennese Waltz. So I was like, I can't do this. And I was like, oh no. But it was so good. It was so good. That was my best one. No, but it was, the package was great because of that. Oh, the package. Yeah. They, they show the frustration. Yeah. You know, and they show like, I can't do it from this angle. I can't do it from this angle. Even though it's the same You were in every promo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like that, that's the, the show business element of, of what they want you to do, right? Yes, absolutely. It's so fun reminiscing with you because it's been so long. But it's like every experience is different, though sometimes mine blend in with one to the next, depending on who it was. But I definitely love that we're having this moment because you're right. We never got to the do this you know we never did no like you mentioned yeah. flying new york I and mean, we flew to new york together i think it was to do rachel ray who was based in new york and we had to go to the studio there to rehearse that week and do our wides God. i remember it was the first time i ever flew virgin airlines with all the colors it was it was pretty fairly oh, new God. they don't even have that airlines anymore <laughs> do they they don't they don't ah the sweet sound of sports you love from sling the collide of football pads the squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. So what kind what was some of the 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 reasons that finally led you to want to to step down for for good? Like you said, there have been times where I've also left and I've done other things. Um but this time it just feels different because, you know, I am 38 years old, though that is still young. Um, it's not young in the dance world as much. I also know that I'm in a period of my life, you know, I'm newly divorced and I am working on me and I'm wanting to evolve in general, mm. right? I'm just in a period in my life where I'm curious and I want to learn again. And I have, it's been an amazing experience. Again, being blessed with so much to be able to do what I have loved doing, which is perform and ballroom dance. However, there comes a time where, for me, I, at least, I take a step back and I'm like, I need to grow, whether that's within the family or not. That is not up to me when it comes to Dancing with the Stars. You know, they're very well aware that I want to, I would have loved to have been able to do that with the family. Mm. However, they don't see a place for me, whether that be at the judges table or a possible co-host, then you know what? That's okay. I'm grateful. Thank you for this experience, but I'm going to move forward. You know. Do you have the longest tenure on the show, or one of them? The longest, and I think that I'll stay there for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless if this show goes on for another 26 seasons, and Val wants to be the next one, <laughs> he can. But uh, yeah, no, 26 seasons is, um, I think, so far the longest. Yeah, that anyone has been a pro dancer for sure. And that's what I was saying before about the producers. But like, obviously, being the fan favorite, they probably want you to be on every season. That's fine. And they can have me on every season, just not as a <laughs> pro dancer. Different ways. So what you're saying is you want to continue on the show as, as a judge. And we mentioned that Len retired. Yeah, I would have loved that. However, I can't predict the future, but it is what it is. And I, I do know, though, that I can no longer continue doing this. It's not the same thing because it's a different experience every time. But like also my body is just not as... Like I'm not as fast and sharp and precise as I want to be. And there is, I guess, whether you call it my ego or there's an expectation I have of myself, you know, maybe it's unrealistic. However, I don't feel right. I feel like it's time. You know, there's a lot of dancers that want my job and it wouldn't be fair for me just to continue to linger in hopes that one day I get a promotion (laughs) or like, you know, I've done 26 seasons. It's time to move on. It's a very grueling form of art. Yeah, I guess, like we mentioned, I remember it's actually, I don't even know if I told you this. So our last dance was kind of, you come back and do kind of a, it was, it was you and I and Sugar Ray Leonard and whoever his partner was. Yes. And you had me just spin you and just kind of throw you down the dance floor. Right. Yeah. When I did that, I felt a little pop in my back, ended up herniating oh, no. a disc. Yes. So you her- really, yeah, I'm sure 20 years of wrestling at the time probably built up to that. Chris, but yeah, you never told me. Yeah, I never told you. And I, I went, they said I need to surge. So I ended up getting really into yoga and yoga kind of took care of it and, and made it all go away. Oh, interesting. But I was like, oh, really? I was like, well, how did you do that? From wrestling, no, from dancing, from from spinning Cheryl around and throwing oh her down the God. dance floor. But, <laughs> Mind you, you were holding a vodka soda at the same time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and probably one of your cigarettes that you lent me that you bummed me. Yeah. But I mean, that, wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> that, it's very. Uh, did you have any injuries on, uh, of your own during the years? I mean, I have full arthritis everywhere. It's just more of an internal horrible feeling I deal with every day. It's not necessarily like anything is visually like yeah. concerning. However, it is. I've got 
two tennis balls, the size of tennis balls of scar tissue built up in my hips. Wow. Like, and I have to constantly, you know, get body work done with when it comes to even just being able to walk. Like, so I'm still getting it done and it's not pleasurable. This is not a massage, not a rub a dub, you know, it's like, yeah. it's actually breaking the scar tissue because I don't want to have to get hip replacements. I have had a minor tear on my rotator cuff. That was when I did a live show in Japan um, for a couple of years. But it's just sometimes your body's telling you to stop. Yeah. But that's not the main reason why I left. Like, could I have done another two, three seasons? Yes, absolutely. When, when you talk about, um, th- I was going to ask you as we start to wind down here, the, and I, you might have started again when you guys were doing the season and then you would go do a live tour. Oh, yeah. No, I've been long gone on those tours. I only did two. How did that work? So you'd come right off the season and go right on the road for a month or something? Lots of vodka sodas, Chris. <laughs> Lots of vodka sodas. Numbing. Numbing is the best. Can't, no, kidding. We went on tour. This was like back in the day when we would sell out like huge stadiums, like not stadiums, but arenas, like the yeah. forum yeah. arenas. Yeah. And so we did in between the hiatus between season two and three, there was no tour. Then season three happened. We had like Super Bowl ratings. Season three, between season three and four, we went on tour. And then between seasons four and five, we went on tour. And then they continued. However, in that tour that I was on and part of, I was, first of all, just came to Los Angeles. I was also 22, 23 yeah. years old. And it was like my college years, never went to college. So it was like seven nights a week of ballroom <laughs> dancer by day and partier by night. Right, right. You know, like it, it was like I got that out of my system quick not really quick to 10 years, but um, <laughs> seven nights a week. And it was like, honestly, it was, I was just in fight, flight or freeze, just trying to get through it. So I don't really remember much, but it was fun. And I know they're still going on the road. I mean, they're on tour now. It's just that, you know, the budget isn't as <laughs> flexible. Sure. And it's also a huge, it's a huge toll on your body, but these people are young, you know, they're basically the way I was 15, 16 years ago. So would you just do the routines, like the dances with your partner that you'd already done? Or would you come up with new stuff? No. So we would have like, because you have pro numbers and this is a two hour show you're filling. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So this is a like, a, it's or it's like a 90 minute at least. I'm not sure if there's an intermission, but I haven't been a part of that tour. Like I said, in years, however, back in the day, it's physically grueling. I'd say the, the show itself is more mentally grueling, I think. But the tour during the winter tour, you're screwed if you're not warmed up. I mean, or drinking at least a vodka soda, <laughs> whatever gets you through. I mean, not, I don't even knock on wood now, but I never, I never got injured on that tour. But there's a lot of dancers that did. Well, because you wouldn't be used to the constant. Well, you kind of are used to it, but I guess traveling, throw the traveling yeah, in. Yeah, but like Kim, Kim got injured big time. Remember when Kim got injured with Heinz? Like yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. I almost had to step in. I remember for like a couple of rehearsals and that was it. You would have had to do double duty? No, we would have. I think we already got eliminated. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. You know what? I I, I shot us in the foot with that damn Heinz Ward when we were doing, uh, he did the Venetian waltz, I think the week after we did. Viennese. Yeah, he's not Venetian. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I like it. But you're turning constantly. And I was getting dizzy and like sick. Yes. And I went and got seasick bracelets with a little ball. Oh, yeah. I remember. Remember that? And you put them on the inside of your wrists and it worked. That's crazy. Yeah. When I did the Tonight Show with Jay Leno, I wore those things because I was feeling like I was going to throw up and it went away. Can you imagine we were on Jay Leno? Like, this is unheard of. I know. It's insane, right? Like, he's not even on air anymore. <laughs> That's how old we are. But then Hines was going to do the waltz the next week and he was he was sad too about the spinning. I was like, dude, 
put these on. He had them in my little bag. Why did you tell me? I don't him know. That? I shouldn't have said anything. He might have. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He might have spun himself I'm out kidding. and puked everywhere. And we would have gotten another round in. <laughs> spun himself out off onto Beverly Boulevard. <laughs> exactly. Just continuing to spin. I screwed us on that one. It was my no. fault. You have good karma, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It worked out. Uh, last few questions for you. I mean, obviously, you've had so many great partners. Are there some that stand out? And you, you don't have to say it if you don't want, but is there some that like, obviously you won two or three times? Is there some partners that you really enjoyed working with that 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 you'll kind of always have great memories of? Actually, these are I won twice. My very first two seasons, that was it. Okay. I love you, Chris. Like, honestly, I've never <laughs> danced with another wrestler before. So that is very, I've danced with a million athletes. But the other two that I think for me, I would say was the most uh, rewarding would be Rob Kardashian, oh. which is surprising to I'm sure a lot of people. But what I love was how insecure and how the public viewed him as far as uh, a spoiled, rotten little Kardashian. They didn't give him a chance until they saw his vulnerability and um, they were a, he improved. I mean, we the goal was to beat Kim Kardashian. Oh. She got eliminated week two. But we came in second place, like we almost oh, won. Wow. And for me, it's like those are the stories. That's the journey, and it's so great. And it was great to see him turn from a man, a boy, into a man. Like learning just the proper etiquette. Like that's the thing about ballroom that I don't think a lot of people know is that it's another form of cotillion. You learn how to lead a girl. You learn how to open the door for a woman. You learn when she falls, you learn how to pick her up. You're very aware of another human being mm. in front of you and how to touch a woman. Like you don't just grab, you know, there is a lot of factors that come into it that came naturally to you, Chris, but like not to a lot of people, surprisingly. Right. And so, and then also Jack Osborne was one of my favorites as well. Jack Osborne. Oh, why, and why Jack? Because, you know, he's also sober. But also, I wasn't sober then. But what I love is another underdog story in that sense that he was, I remember him from the MTV Osborne days of um, this guy wasted and just like dragging his feet around the house, you know, and like to see him handle his MS. He's diagnosed with MS. And to see him, I remember one time he woke up, it was the morning of the semifinals. And I was kind of I was being Cheryl, you know, like pushing really hard. He said he woke up blind. Wow. I felt so bad. But I think it was the MS that was triggered. I'm not saying I'm not blaming it all on me, but I'm pretty sure I had something to do with it. But to see him overcome so much in his life, it was really inspiring. And it's nothing to do with dancing. It has everything to do with the person. Well, and the confidence that you get from from learning, you know, from learning the art of dancing. Because, yeah, you, you know, Stacey Keebler had asked me two or three times and Dina had as well to do the show. And I just like, ah, I'm not interested. And finally, when I, when I wanted to do it, I said, I'd be really a real dick to not do it now after all these chances. And I really want to learn the, the art of dancing. Yeah. You know, learn something new. Wait, your co your coworker did it just recently. A Miz. The, the Miz did it too. Yeah. Yes. I think there was yes. four of us yes. that did it. Stacy, Nikki, me, and Miz were the four that kind of went through and did it. So Right. Did he? Did you ever talk to him? Did he ask you any advice? I did. Yeah, he asked me for advice. I gave him some advice, and he he went fair. I think he went about as far as I did, like six or seven weeks in, you know. And yeah, like you said, there's only you can get so far with limited talent with with personality, and then you either grow. I remember for me, I was really good at the what do you call the the step dances, like the jive and the, the quick, quick step, like with a lot of content. Yeah, but yeah. I wasn't good at the Latin dances. Well, jive is technically a Latin dance, but the ones that required hip action—not I had no hip action, no hip action whatsoever. And but by the way, if you did, that'd be fucking weird. 
Last question for you. We talked a lot about Kirstie Alley and we had a lot of fun with her. Is there a, a Kirstie story that you remember since she just passed away? Something fun? Well, first of all, my heart goes out to her and her family. Yeah. You know, she was such a big soul, a beautiful soul, a loving soul. I know she's affected so many people's lives in a, in a positive way. Her zest for life. It was like she was a little girl. Mm. Like every single time she's like, wait, she was so in inspired and so like shocked that like oh you guys touch each other like, right. like it was like she was living her other life yet she was such a authentic person at the same time like she came to my book signing our book signing she was and she would always follow through she never bullshitted she wasn't like yeah i'll be there yeah or yeah i'll be your friend since you know i need you right now because i'm on a show that i've never been on she was always constant in that sense um she was very opinionated yet she also had a great heart like you know she took a lot of us dancers in i remember too because like at the time she was 60 and i was like she's 60 She's acting like she's 40 and she would like, I know. is anyone going out? Like you and I would go do something and she, oh, Kirstie's there. Yeah. And she'd always bring like, oh, here's yes. Kirstie and Jordan Knight or Kirstie and yes. somebody else, like just Knight. random guys and people yes. that she knew. I remember. Yeah. Yes. No, you're right. And then would also have a love of martini and like would love <laughs> to go to El Floridita. I mean, we were out to like two, three in the morning. And then at rehearsal at six or at rehearsal at nine, let's be honest. Right. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And then Max was barking over at Kirstie <laughs> while I was barking at you. It was just the way. Goes. Well, Cheryl, it's great to reconnect with you and uh, congratulations you, on such Thanks. a legendary career. Thank you. Thanks for some, some awesome times. I enjoyed working with you. Same. And um, your family, give them my love. I will. They're all grown up now, but I'll give them the love for sure. Oh my God, I can't. They're like, who's that? <laughs> exactly. Thank you so much. Good to see you and good to reminisce. Take care. Thanks, Cheryl. Good to see you. Love you. Love you too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.